dice out now. Game. Game. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Checha, I'll be your DM for tonight, and with me tonight, the players are Richard. Hey. Dia. Hiya. Jan. Ooh, wee! <laughs> <laughs> and Cora. Salutations. <laughs> uh, why did I just hear that in a Jason voice? <laughs> right, so... This is our second episode, which means there is some stuff that already happened in the last one. Oh, great. Does anybody want to recap? Any volunteers? Or do we want to go for a roll? I can do the recap. Well, do tell us what happened in the first episode. At the start of the episode, at the start of the podcast of the very first episode, we woke up in a jail cell, all of us together, and we quickly realized, hey... I kind of know you from somewhere. And uh, it turns out, hey, we all had adventures together before before this very day. Um, <laughs> but we all kind of lost our memory because we all got wasted. A priestess got us out of the out of the jail and uh, cast a spell on us to uh, make us feel better and lose our hangover. Yay! Yay, magic! Only to then make us do work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I think it would have been cruel if she made us do the work first. <laughs> yes. Could have been motivation, though. Like, hey, if you do this, uh, I will get rid of your hangover. <laughs> but anyway, we uh, apparently, all of us, um, defiled the local inn with some graffiti. Okay. <laughs> that, that That's a specific choice of words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was it, a, a picture of a cow with a wedding dress mm-hmm. with the words, I'm not a cow to be sold? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that was painted with coal on the side of the inn. And apparently someone put a spell over it to make it last longer. All of us cleaned that up. Uh, and I have to say that Darren was the most enthusiastic about it. And he <laughs> did most of the work. <laughs> All of the others were kind of trying to... Hey, Cassie did work. I don't think Decla ever, ever spe- specified doing any work. Cassie specifically tried to uh, get away with no work at all. No, I didn't. So it was Darren alone, pretty much. I was... I was... Using, I was using water. Thankfully, Darren immediately realized that he has prestidigitation. Oh yes, immediately. Well done. And uh, took care of the graffiti in no time at all. When I told you. <laughs> I believe your words were, that can't do that, can That's it? That's exactly how it happened. Yes, of course it is. Yep. The innkeeper told us that uh, the groom, Marco, and the bride, I don't think we know her name yet, or... Uh, I think it was mentioned. Oh, okay, then I yeah, it's don't. Chris- it's Christina. Oh, okay. So the uh, the groom Marco and the bride Christina, they were apparently with us when we defiled to the inn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also the innkeeper's granddaughter, whose name is Ida. Whoa, 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 Marco defiled her, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't defile her. That's, that's, that's not how I meant that sentence. How you said it, though. At uh, the end of the episode, uh, we saw Marco and Ida separately coming down the stairs, blushing furiously, and we put one and one together and realized, hey, they fucked. 
So uh, <laughs> apparently that's not a great thing because the bride's father or brother, brother, brother Daniel is a baron or something. And I mean, he owns the vineyards and he's very rich. He owns the vineyards and he wouldn't be pleased if he knew of this affair. Like he's he's not an actual noble, you know, just mm-hmm. how do you say um capitalist oh yeah he's not a noble but he's rich enough to be <laughs> yep, he's apparently connected to the mob the baron is a descriptive right 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 title not not an actual title so uh what we want to do what our merry little group wants to do is uh, to find christina the bride and hopefully clear this whole mess up and that's where we left off the episode uh, so yes, we are currently in search of Christina, and we're going to her house first to check. I think that was the plan, yes? Yep, and I would say that uh, Darren says if we don't uh, find Christina at her house, we should probably talk to the priestess or whoever runs that jail and find out what they know. Probably the constable. I still feel we all fell asleep and they dragged us into that jail cell. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Could be. We have a mystery to solve. But it's like when you've got a six-horse wagon and the two-horse wagon cop car is chasing you. He catches you because you let him. (laughs) Could be. Yeah, you um, leave the inn, you pay for the coffee. It's a few copper, I'm not even gonna make you count that. And you make your way um, north out of town. It's a few minute walk um, and it takes you up the hill between the vineyards. As he's walking up this path, Dawn is occasionally just shaking himself really violently, like leaving a cloud of soot behind him as he walks. <laughs> Side note, prestigitation also can clean clothes, like that's the primary use of it. It does. Like hint, hint, hint. Or just throw bishy sparkles, you know. No, these clothes are ruined. I'm going to have to get an entirely new wardrobe anyway. That was the hint for Jan, but he doesn't seem to respond, so I'm wondering if he's even here. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I um am <laughs> not very knowledgeable in my spells <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> but yeah, as of right now you are all still covered in soot because uh like you can try to shake it off but uh <laughs> let's say all of us except for Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not only he is he free of soot, he also uh has vicious sparkles floating around him. I thought uh, I thought Darren's f- default look was uh Slightly grubby. What? He's Hollywood dirty. Yes, you're Hollywood dirty, aren't you? Oh right, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Hollywood dirty usually. That's that's right. So I. But now you're too clean. You'll have to like. No, I actually I I smudged the coal in all the right places. You know, to make it <laughs> sexy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, eyeliner and stuff. Yeah. You've got a smoky eye look going on at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Almost literally smoky. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, the the spell specifically says like. I think a one-foot cube, so that wouldn't do too much, would it? So just, like, half your torso is done. (laughs) Yeah, it's a cantrip. You can do it as many times as you like. Yeah. All right, all right, okay. You know what? Just line up, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I cast prestigitation 15 times. Kaznia lets Dawn go before him. (laughs) Dawn breathes an audible sigh of relief when this happens. Actually, how how does how does that work with Kesney? Like how I know your like your skin is blue, but is it is it still skin or is it watery? It's like it's like skin. I figured that it's probably mostly the same texture as skin. Maybe it feels just a little bit colder. Yeah, I don't know, but it is still it is still skin. Is Kesney warm blooded? 
Yeah, probably, but his body temperature is probably a few degrees lower than... Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he's warm-blooded. You can turn into water, though, or can you? Uh, no. Yeah, okay, no. That's, I was just curious, because in that case, you probably wouldn't have coal all over you. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, just wanted to clear that up. Okay. At the top of the hill to the north of the town, there's a large two-story villa made of sandstone overlooking the vineyards. The front veranda is bathed in sunlight, the rhythmic noise of the wind rattle accompanies the gentle breeze blowing around you. Sitting at the table on the veranda is Daniel, the owner of the vineyard, along with two women who kind of look like him, and in front of the entrance you see two bodyguards. And, um, actually, yeah, all of you can roll me history checks on uh, these people. Would Don know of the minor nobility? Um, it depends how far we are from um, the main city he's based in. Pretty far, actually. I mean... Well, I rolled a one, so no, nothing. No. No, first time you're seeing them. Mm-hmm. Never even heard of. Unless, he, unless he's had a professional contact with him, I don't see why. This is, this is Frog's social group. I don't think you would, because they don't work near that area, so... No, this is, these are Frog's friends. I'm just here to make everyone look worse. Uh, the others? What did you roll? I rolled a 12. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't realize we were all supposed to be rolling. <laughs> Actually, you you would have the least... Although you do work in this area, so you may be running across them. Mm, I don't know. What did you roll? What was the skill we were rolling? Um, History. History. Well, then four, so I don't know. No, you don't know these people. Dekla? I mean, Dekla, I don't think would know this. Anyway? Well, you might know one of them. Alright, well I got a 16. Yeah, you do know them. One of them uh, is Baroness Tamaro, who you helped uh, save from robbers. You and Darren helped save from robbers on the way here. Hmm. Hmm. Do I recognize her or not? Yeah, you do. You both do. Okay, so we see the, the, the Baron is named Daniel, right? Yeah. Is that... Like what? I, I don't know if I would know this, but is that the brother of the of the bride? I mean, you assume so. And would one of the girls beside him be the bride? Maybe you don't. You don't think so? Okay. As you approach the villa, the bodyguards uh, stop you. Like they they step forward, and like a hey, uh, this is private property. Uh, you're not allowed here. What was the name of the baroness again? That. We encountered? Yeah, uh, Baroness Tamaro, the one that you helped, yeah. Say it again, Tamaro? Tamaro. Tamaro. I go up to one of the bodyguards and say, uh, excuse me, um, I would please like to uh, speak to the Baroness Tamaro. Uh, we actually saved her life once, so I think she would like to see us. And like the three of them at the table are looking at you and she kind of squints and she says, Oh, yes, yes, I, I know them. Yeah, let, let them up. They're, they're fine. I, they, I, I trust them. And uh, Daniel kind of looks at her like, Okay, if you're sure. And yeah, they let you up on the veranda. He's like, Hey, how, how can I help you? Uh, um, we are looking for someone. Uh, and who might that be? That someone might be the the girl of the hour. The lucky one. Christina. Oh, you mean the bride, Christina. <laughs> of course. Well, if you're looking for her, you might want to look with the groom, you know. It is their wedding night, after all. Ah, how silly of me, of course. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're a... You're a funny one, aren't you? Come, sit down. Sit down, have some wine, have some coffee. Uh, y- yes, yes, thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that. 
Like, are are all of you up there, or uh, are like you trailing behind, or what are you doing? The rest of you, I definitely would have come with, but certainly would not sit down. I'd come with out of curiosity as much as anything else. Yeah, I I sit down and I partake. Yes, of course. If uh, if wine has been offered, Kasni's going to take a little. Is wine being offered to all of us? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because like he invited all of you up, so fantastic. As you walk into the veranda, you actually see the through the front door, which is open. You see piles of stuff. You know, some some is shiny, some is still wrapped in paper, but like there's piles of it. Like, like there's just enough uh, room in the corridor to walk. But that's inside the house. You are right, right now outside in front of the entrance. Well, oh, so we've not gone past it. Okay. Nah. Uh, yeah. So I I just I just thought that, that maybe uh, they would have uh, turned in here at, at your estate, but um, you you you're saying that they would probably be at Marco's then. I mean, it is pretty out of the town, you know. Uh, I mean, I've never been married, but uh, I imagine on your wedding night you want to uh, get down to business as fast as you can, don't you? <laughs> Hide and nudge just his sisters, and they both just kind of roll their eyes. Of of course, of course. And uh, one of them. Uh, the Baroness tomorrow actually she winks at Casney. Casney winks back. <laughs> Wait, do you know each other? No. no. Oh, never mind then. Maybe we uh, spent some time together at the wedding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this wine is fantastic, by the way. Thank you, thank you. We make it right here in our own vineyards. No wonder why I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might do that to you. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to keep you. I'm very thankful for your uh, hospitality, but but I think me and my merry group here, we should probably be on our way. Oh no, no, stay, uh, stay for a bit, stay and chat. Like I hear you uh, saved my sister's life. I am uh, very grateful for that. Both of you, actually, I it's, uh, very good of you. Uh. Ah, it was just a minor scrap. That's a cousin. Good job you did there. And he kind of looks at you. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. He kind of keeps looking at you, but, yeah. Is he just staring at me? He's kind of... It looks like, you know, uh, metagaming terms, he's rolling inside. Oh. I'm uncomfortable and just, like, hiding myself with the goblet of wine. <laughs> yeah. I uh, put a hand on uh, Darren's shoulder and say, Well, we better get off. Uh, we have some things to be doing. Uh, is the wine that we've been drinking, is it white or is it red? Their main wine is white, but they also have a red sort, so... Is there any of the red out on the table? Um, yeah, I think probably, yeah. Probably you have a, like, not the bottle, but like the, the thing you pour in before you pour it into the glasses, if you know what I mean. The carafe. The carafe, yeah. So Kasni will, if there's some that's open and available, Kasni's going to use shape water to form the wine into a shape of a rose, and then he's going to use shape water again to freeze the wine into the shape of a rose, and then he's going to hand it to um, a Baroness tomorrow, and it'll stay frozen for an hour. <laughs> oh, and she takes that and she blushes and she's like, oh my, how scandalous, I'm a married woman. <laughs> <laughs> and she's obviously into it, but you know. I do apologise, I, I was not aware. And then Kasni pointedly looks at her at her hand for a wedding ring. No, no, it's it's fine, it's fine. I thank you. And uh, she's kind of um, moving her hand, so, you know, as if to hide it. But <laughs> if you look close enough, yeah, there is a wedding ring. <laughs> 
But you know. Oh, well, I do apologise for being so forward. Don't worry, it's fine. Kazny clearly looks like he's not sorry at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even pretending to be sorry. He's just saying it. <laughs> Neither is she. She's, she's just... Oh, like... yes. <laughs> As we walk out, Kazny will turn back and wink at her again. <laughs> he was going to blow a kiss, but she's a married woman, so maybe not. She, she will wink back and uh, pretend to sniff the rose. <laughs> Shameless. Absolutely shameless, I say, sipping from the wine that I've taken with me. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure you'd never do such a thing. (laughs) Believe me, I wish I could make a rose out of nothing. It would make it so much easier. (laughs) I have to have some natural disadvantages (laughs) as he stretches luxuriously. Kazni's checking him out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dawn holds the stretch for just a second at full extension and then collapses back in. Kathy absolutely knows that Dawn is, is doing that on purpose. Absolutely. <laughs> but he doesn't care. I'm absolutely certain it isn't. He's going to choose to believe that uh, that Dawn is perhaps a little... Just making sure that uh, he still has Kasni's attention after that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so you leave there. Where do you go then? Well, that was a bust. Yeah, uh, I suspect that um, that guy might be a little bit suspicious. But uh, what what are you going to do? Hot take. Is it possible the wife is upstairs still? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I think maybe we should check Marco's place. Maybe maybe she is there. I doubt it, but it's possible. We all drank apparently a godly amount last night. Is there a point where everyone just sort of doesn't have any recollection afterwards? Yes. Do we? Presumably, we remember arriving at the wedding. I mean, depends on how early you started drinking, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> now you you remember arriving at the. I think Cassie would have arrived with a clear head. Yeah. No. You remember there was a ceremony, and I mean, you probably weren't there for the ceremony but you were there for the reception so did none of us remember drawing the cow i don't think so right no no actually no well there were at least three other people with us we didn't have to be ones to have drawn it just happened to be the ones that aren't local but but the event in and of itself do you recall it no i don't believe so kasni will uh, think hard i pres- presume that i do not recall any of it now you remember the music you remember there being a pile of things like you remember you were intending to go look at the gift pile yes yes i was but after that it's kind of you're not sure if you managed to get there or not hmm so I- i'm gonna check all my pockets and see if there's anything missing or extra in my pockets from what i remembered <laughs> Eh, just for the hell of it, roll investigation. Not, not good at investigation. Oh, natural 20! I like this dice. This is the second one this evening. You find a potato. This is... Okay, um, does a potato... There's a spiral carved in it. <laughs> oh, I have a lucky potato! Casney <laughs> looks at it absolutely baffled and then puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> Dawn just isn't going to ask any questions. Uh, he turns to Darren and goes, Darren, do you remember drawing the art? Um, you, you, you talked to the wrong person, buddy. You saw an open bar. <laughs> and I took the chance. Decla? I mean, I don't even think I was drinking. I remember a gnome and a tiefling, but they were just arguing. And then I, uh, yeah. 
He got violent. Hmm. Does Kasni remember the tiefling now the tiefling was mentioned? <laughs> Whoa. Actually, roll me. Roll me a retroactive perception. Eleven. You do remember there was a tiefling there. That's worse than my passive. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, um... So I remember there was a tiefling there. Of course I do. <laughs> you probably didn't talk to them, but, you know, you did notice there was a tiefling there. And I take it I was indisposed by the end of it. Yeah. Do I remember drawing the thing? No. Hmm. Maybe we should have done what uh, what Darren suggested <laughs> and uh, all drawn cows and see which one looked most like the cow. <laughs> yeah. I would, but I don't have my oils with me. <laughs> Can somebody roll me a d20? Uh, 15. Okay, cool. So uh, you continue back into town. Do we have to go into town and then out again to get to Marco's gaff? No, he's in town. He uh, lived above the grocery store. The general store. Ah, okay. Because from what it seems like is our groom goes off. There's a drawing on the wall with quite a strong protestation about the marriage. And no bride. And but the bride was with us at that time. Yes. And that was the last uh, anyone saw so far. Could she have done a runner? I mean, it's not unheard of. Groom could have bumped her off. <laughs> but why? He's now married to the uh, the rich family. That's why. What? On the wedding night? If you're poor and you marry into a rich family and you off the link to the rich family, you do not get rich. Yeah, especially not if you do it right away. Yes. Yes, you siphon the money off first, but hey. I'm thinking about the message. I'm not a cow to be sold. What if what if the bride herself put that on there? That's rather what I was thinking. Yeah, well, it, it could have been an arranged marriage that, that neither the bride nor groom wanted. Exactly. Do nobility of this rank do arranged marriages? Are they important enough? It's not unheard of. Mm, sometimes. I mean, even sort of fairly medium-scale merchants do that sort of arranged marriage. We could talk to Marco again. I mean, we already know that he doesn't know where she is, but maybe he has somewhere inside. He might have an idea of where she would go. Exactly, and he probably knows her better than we do. Well, that's a thought. Not wrong, technically. And then Dawn sort of blinks as if coming out of a small little fancy. Let's hope Marco's still at the inn, then. Onwards. Oh, um, now we've finished cleaning, can we go pick up all our equipment? Oh, right. Was that the deal? We clean it and we get our stuff back? Yeah. Actually, let's do that first, and then let's talk to the priestess again if she's there. Yes. The priestess went to the church once she dropped you off at the square. Oh, okay. Well, let's go to the uh, constable anyway, as they have our equipment. We do that. <laughs> yeah, okay, you go back to the jailhouse. It's sort of on the further towards the edge of town. It's not a big building. Um, Yeah, you go back inside. There's the front desk. I go over to the duty uh, star and go, um, we have completed our uh, penance. Can we have our belongings back now, please? Yeah, and the uh, young guard is there just like, um, I... Yes, I I guess, yes, you can. Oh, wonderful, thank you. Could you, by the way, tell me, who brought us in last night? Oh, uh, it was the constable, uh, Constable Polycarp. He brought you in. I think he's out of, he's out and about in town. I think you might, you might find him in town, um. Very well, then we should search the town. Uh, any hints of where he might be? Is he working or is he on a break? Oh, constable's job is never over. Of course. 
Okay, guys, we've got to check all the back alleys where he may be smoking. <laughs> Did they have any idea where he might be, or...? Um, this time of day, uh, he might either be at church or at the inn. You know, lots of... Yeah, you you will probably find him either at the church or at the inn. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. I know. And I walk out. <laughs> church? Uh, let's go to the inn first, because then we have the chance of meeting maybe both the constable and Marco if he's still there. Fair. Hey, can somebody roll me a d20? Yes! I can. But I won't! Ha ha ha! Just kidding. Uh, I got an 11. Okay. Okay, you continue towards the inn. Oh, what's the innkeeper's name, by the way? Did we ever... You didn't it was ask. A, it was a her, right? It was a woman? Yeah, it was an old woman. You know, gray hair, uh, plump. Looked around 70. I'll be sure to ask her next time I meet her. Yeah, which is today. Hey, you come back to the inn. Hello, what's your name, by the way? <laughs> uh, my name. Uh, Frana. Frana, oh, okay. What's it to you? Did the, the constable, did Constable Polycarp by any chance pass through today? Uh, yeah, you just missed him. He left, like, a minute or two ago. Ah, okay. Uh, he's probably in the church then, right? I think, actually, he just came from the church. Any idea where he was headed? Uh, yeah, there was a fight last night. Uh, he's probably talking to, uh, to either Thread or, uh, Bissera right now. And where can we find them? Thread we will find in the dress shop that's just around the corner there, and, uh, Bissera, she owns the trinket shop. Okay, thank you for the for your help. Uh, is Marco still around? Yeah, Marco. And he kind of drags himself out from the from the basement. He's like, "Hey, yeah, I I counted the barrels. Um, there's there's one missing." And she's like, "What do you mean there's one missing? Barrels of what?" Well, you know the empty barrels. Once you drink the wine, the barrels stay behind. And I have a deal with uh, Daniel that uh, if I bring back empty barrels, I get a discount on the wine. But what do you mean one barrel is missing? Like, well, counted them against the number that there should be, and there's uh, one missing, you know? She just, uh, just an exasperated sigh, and she's like, oh, great, no. Ugh, who the fuck goes around stealing barrels? He's like, do you think it was one of the performers? And she says, well, probably not. I mean, what, what would they use it for? To make a new drum? Ugh, now that I have to deal with. Anyways, these people wanted to talk to you. Go talk to them. Marco, we were wondering, and I say I draw him in close so we're not shouting this across the room at each other. Um, your wife, where does she have any places she would hole up? My wife. Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't know her that well. I mean, you know, kind of. Was it arranged? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, our dads knew each other. They were friends, I think. Was she unhappy with the idea? I mean, yes. Well, that would explain the message outside. Yeah, I mean, you did help us write it. Like, that that uh, black-haired friend of yours helped us, right? The one that's all dark. What was her name? Oh. Oh. You're talking about Dear Raven. Yeah, that was her name. I knew it was a bird. I'm sorry, who? My... Invitation to this wedding. Huh. Technically, Frog invited you, but you know. Yeah, they're basically the same person. Madam Frana, have you seen a tall, dark haired lady around? Or a sort of nervous young man? Lots of hair, looks like the bad end of a mop. Well, I saw someone like that last night, you know. 
last night at the wedding, of course. Uh, hmm. Didn't really know he was with you, to be honest. Oh, it's it's of no consequence, don't worry. I think I saw him crying uh, in an alleyway behind a dumpster. Oh dear. I hope he's okay. I mean, that was early enough in the evening, I assume someone found him. Hmm. Very well. Um, I turn to the group and go, apparently, uh, one of my companions was with us. Now, if we can find her, that might be another lead. You said uh, Constable Polycarp was going where? Yeah, either to uh, Thread or uh, Bissera. Ah, yes, that was it. Thread has a dress shop, and Bissera has the trinket shop. Uh, I'm going to grab a coffee, as I didn't get her one in the morning, and go to the dress shop. Anyone coming with? Yes, I'm following yep. you. Yep, I'll go too. It's a small building at the edge of the square. Um, there's a sign saying Thread on Air, and a picture of a dress hanging about main entrance. Um, in front of it is the human woman with the big hat pulled down to cover her eyes, and she's taken in the morning sun. It's been a while since you last talked to her, but she's, she's still there. I just leave the steaming mug of coffee on the arm of the chair. Mm. She reaches over it and she she takes it and takes a sip and she says, fucking finally. Yes, I'm sorry it took so long, my dear. Uh, you wouldn't have to have seen the constable around, would you? Oh, uh, no, actually. No, I don't think he's... I, I, I haven't seen him yet today. And she just... She's sipping on the coffee. She's not, she's not even looking up at you because she's like hiding her face under her wide-brimmed hat. Dawn is mildly offended by that. What does she look like? She looks like the top of a hat. She looks like the top of a hat and uh, a simple white dress. Okay. Her arms seem slightly buffed, to be honest, but mm, just a random detail. Would the constable have gone past this shop in getting to the other one? No. No, because they're on the other side of the square. Okay. All right, let's go to the other one. Let's not waste any time so we don't miss him. I hope he's at the... What was it there? trinket shop yeah yeah i i leave to the trinket shop all right <laughs> we rush over yeah um i enter the shop ding -a -ling -a -ling. yeah it's a small building down the street from the main square um the sign above it says uh, pearl trinkets inside behind the counter directly opposite from the door is a gnome woman uh with silver hair she's uh reading the ledger and she's drinking coffee and as you walk in, like, you sort of bump into an older man. He's got, like, graying hair and he's wearing a red uh, shirt. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he steps away to let you into the shop. Excuse me, are you Constable Polycarp? Oh, why, yes I am. And he sort of puffs up his chest and you actually see a badge there. Why, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, wait, what happened? You put us behind bars. Well, I have to for your own safety, I mean... Oh, my own safety, I still know what's best for me. You were a mess, you were a drunk mess, you were you were throwing coal at each other. This poor woman got hit in the head. Well, maybe we wanted to. I would like to state now that we did not want to hit the poor lady in the head. We apologize for that. Aren't we talking about, uh, about, uh, Dekla? Yes, Dekla's the one with the head injury. Well, she did have. Oh, I thought he was talking about the gnome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't want to do it like a random woman. <laughs> no, he pointed at the... Yeah, I, I, I didn't... But De Decla woke up with an injury over her eye. So, just out of curiosity, Constable, who nailed her? There was so much going on, I didn't manage to catch it. Fair enough. 
This all seems very out of character for me. How many of us were there? Was it just us four? Yes, I. there was just the four of you, yes. If there were more of you, I would have brought everyone in. So Christina was already gone by then. And you arrested us? On your own? I mean, I called for help, but... I mean, I am the one who first saw you. Yes. Hey, can someone roll me a d20? 17. And about what time of night was this, my dear constable? Oh, it was almost dawn by then, I think. And the newlyweds were not with us. No, were, were they supposed to be with you? I, I would have thought that the newlyweds on their wedding night would be, you know, somewhere else. Quite. I'm sure they were if they weren't there. Well, they were somewhere else. The question is just where. Well, we know where one of them was. <laughs> what do you mean, one of them? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Where did you get the coal? I say loudly over um, Darren's insinuations. I imagine it must have been at a smithy. Uh, you were quick to dump it too once I tried to, uh, once I tried to bring you in. Shall I, uh, guess perhaps it was the well we dumped it in? Well, of course. Oh dear. That would explain it. That would explain it. It should settle in within a day or so, but even then it's, uh... I hope so. This just feels like one of those quests where you have to walk from one location to the next. Kasni will sigh loudly. <sighs> you you don't, don't have much stamina, do you, Darren? I... I don't know. I'm just disappointed at the outcome of this wedding. I expected so much more. I mean, to be fair, as weddings go, it's kind of had everything. Come on. It was missing a certain something. That's a good point, but usually it's more entertaining to watch the spectacle. Rather than be the spectacle. My dear, you don't know how to live. <laughs> uh, do I not? Um, and Dawn, Dawn whips off the big glasses off his nose and settles them on Darren's head. He needs brightening up. Uh, the woman behind the counter, she looks up and she says, Are those mustachio glasses? I, I guess so. Ooh, come here, can I, can I have a look at them? Feel free. I, I walk there. <laughs> yeah, and she looks them over and she's like, Yes, 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 these are some great mustachio glasses. Where did you get them? Ah, uh, you tell me. I don't know. Who's selling these? Oof. I haven't seen this around in, uh, what, six, seven years? <laughs> they were, like, all the rage back then. <laughs> okay. I'm just laughing at the idea. Someone, like, reminiscing over joke glasses. <laughs> Kasni smirks at dawn. Ah, several year old fashion, I see. <laughs> Look, a lot of alcohol was imbibed. Mistakes may have been made. You put them on this morning. You did. A lot of alcohol was imbibed. Mistakes might have been made. Kasni will pat Dawn on the shoulder. <laughs> yes, dear. Dawn just gives him a very flat look. <laughs> and then sort of turns away as if you're not even worth bothering with. Kasni grins broadly. <laughs> I put the glasses on the, the gnome uh, woman's head. She kind of moves out of the way and she's like, no, 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 that's that's fine. You don't have to do that. No, uh, please, I insist. And she kind of looks at, looks at you and she's like, oh, all right, I guess. And she puts them on and the big bushy mustache appears under her nose. You look marvelous. What's your name? Uh, Bissera. Okay, so I think we only have one option left, right? And that's the smithy? Yes. You know, if you're looking for who sold you those, I... I hear old Maria up at the caravan collects these things. Maybe maybe you got them there. 
They're not spare. I'd be willing to buy them off you, were you so inclined. Oh, Maya, where did you say we can find her? Oh, she's probably out at the campsite with the caravan, the musicians. Ah, okay. Well, technically, they're not just musicians. But, yeah, they're, they were hired as entertainers for last night. Well, thank you for that information. We uh, might want to have a little chat with her and maybe find out just a bit more about what happened last night. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, no problem. So, um, are you willing to sell these or... Uh... Um, of course, of course. Uh, wait, these aren't actually mine. Uh... <laughs> oh, well, who's who's are they then? And she looks over the rest of you. And uh, the constable looks at you. Well, if that's um, all, then I guess I'll be on my way. <laughs> oh, constable, you haven't by any chance seen um, a dark-haired woman walking around? I don't... I mean, there are dark-haired women around in this uh, very village, but I suspect you mean a specific one. Yes, yes, I do. And the hair would be unmistakable. Hmm. Well, uh, if she's not a townie, then I don't think I've seen a specific one, no. Very well, thank you. Uh, And I turn back to the known woman. He tips his hat and he walks off. Yes, they are mine. Indeed. Would you like to buy them? Yes, I can give you five silver for them. Um, can I roll an insight to see if she's lowballing me? Roll me insight. Ten plus two is twelve. Hard to tell. I mean, there are just some novelty glasses, but, um... Dawn shrugs and goes, yep, sure. Excellent. And she opens her register and takes out five silver and she hands them over to you. She's like, lovely doing business with you. Pleasure, I'm sure. Meanwhile, uh, Decla, what's your passive perception? Uh, my passive perception... Mm -hmm. You're just kind of standing there, minding your business, looking around the shop. You noticed something. Like, a thing. So, are we actually in the trinket store? I assumed so, yeah. Yes, I wasn't sure whether we got in or not, because we met the man at the door, didn't we? Yeah, no, you bumped into him on the way, and he stepped aside for you to uh, walk in. In which case, at some point, uh, some point, Kasny would have been looking around. Yeah, he also would have been looking around, but... uh... No, and there's not nothing really valuable seems to be here. Just, you know... Nothing pretty? Pretty sure, but uh, not... Yeah, let's say you see a um, small statuette of a of a raven. Hmm, okay. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's real interesting. In what way? Uh, is it detailed? Is it... Does it seem strange? Um, it's made of sort of a black stone. Like, it's carved out of a, out of a black stone sort of... It's a luminescent. Nah, it's not luminescent. It's uh, translucent. Translucent, yes. It's translucent black stone. I pick it up and take it to the others and say, "Does anyone recognize this? It looks out of place." Does anyone? <laughs> Is it religiously looking? Can I roll a religion check on it? You can roll a religion check. Can I roll an arcana check on it? You can. Oh, natural twenty! Yo. You know that, like, from a religious standpoint, that ravens are usually associated with death? Death. Yeah. I was expecting this association. (laughs) I rolled a 22 on Arcana. Yeah, you actually do recognize this. This is a magic item. This is a figurine of wondrous power. And, like, from 22, you know that you've seen a similar thing. They were made of silver. This one is made of obsidian, and you know that uh, a raven like this, like you've seen them used, they can turn into an actual raven to send messages. Okay. It's basically a glorified carrier pigeon, I say to Decla. It's an artifact. You activate it and give it a message and it'll take it. Strange curio. 
Is it of like particularly good craftsmanship? Yeah, kind of. It's a fancy one. Can the shopkeeper? Can they? Uh, are they near enough for us to hear us? How loud are you talking? I mean, Dawn's just talking in his normal voice, so I guess it might be a bit loud. Yeah, so she's probably hearing you. She's like, glorified messenger pigeon. Do you even know what you're holding there? No. Yes. That's not a messaging pigeon. That's obviously a raven. Have you ever even seen a raven? Look at this craftsmanship. And if you make an insight check, you can actually tell that she doesn't know it's a magic item. I mean, I if you want it, it's for sale. Dekla? Dekla very gingerly puts it back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fine work, but... Really? Just for a statuette? It's a pretty trinket, but... How much did she want for it, did she say? No, she didn't say, but, like, I'm trying to think something that would be a reasonable price. For, like, an art object, because that's what it is to her. Now that Dawn knows there are magical items in this place, he's basically just going to be casing the entire place? You can case the entire place, roll me investigation. We could do detect magic. Does anyone have that? Uh, yes, at least two of us do, because I'm pretty sure that uh, Dawn did that earlier. Oh, right. Uh, no, no, I didn't. No, somebody. No, you didn't. You don't have... Yeah. Some... I'm sure somebody did. Well, I do. Wait, how did, how did we find out in the last episode that there was a spell over the graffiti? Yes, I thought that Dawn... Uh, yes. yes, but that's because I scored an arcana check, not a detect magic. Uh, oh, okay. That was an arcana check. Okay, in which case, I will cast detect magic. I got a 20 with the plus 5 to investigation. Um, you find a potato. Is it a carving of a potato? Or is it just a potato? I sort of hold it on the edge of one claw and scrutinize it and go, I feel like you're going to be following me a long time. But you're talking to the potato? I am talking to the potato. Has he met the potato before? I mean, he saw you pull one out of your pocket. Is it the same potato? Kazni puts his hand in his pocket and brings out his potato. It is not the same potato, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you do not pull out a potato. Oh no, it's gone! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it is the same potato. We have a potato thief. Quick, get the constable. <laughs> Did you steal my potato? I look at the potato. Does it have any sort of... Is there anything strange about it? Um, there's a spiral carved into it. It's a lucky potato. Why do we have a dimensional hopping potato? Dawn looks slightly baffled and puts it back on the shelf. Oh well. Uh, anyway, yes, yeah, so I cast Detect Magic because I want to see if there's any magical items in the shop. Yeah, no, the only magical items are the ones that are on you, the this raven and the glasses that Dawn just sold. Disappointing. Waste of a first level spell slot. Never mind. I could have cast it as a ritual, but it would have taken a while. Ten minutes, yeah. Don't think I could have been bothered for that. Would Dawn have a rough idea of how much a figurine of this craftsmanship would cost? I mean, it's kind of in his remit. Yes, and it's a lot. I don't have, like, me, the DM, doesn't have a specific number for you right now. Not the item itself, but if the item was inert, for lack of a better term, just as a piece of sculpture... Would it be expensive? Oh, as a sculpture? Yeah, okay, look. Yeah, I want to say, like, a few gold. Because gold is a lot. Like, you can buy a whole goat for a gold. So, you know, as a as an art item, you know, that's made, like, by a local artisan and not, like, a famous painter or famous artist, you know? So we're talking about five gold or so. I once bought a pearl ring and some assorted junk for six silver pieces. Yeah, None of us have gold, I think. How many How many silvers to a gold? 
I, I have, according to my according to my bookkeeping, which has not taken into account anything that's happened between any of the sessions, only things that have happened within the sessions, 19 gold, 9 silver, and 5 copper. You can buy 19 goats. Yeah. It would be up to 10 gold. I mean, they can buy it if they want. Uh, Dawn's not interested. Does anyone else want it? Kasni will be tempted to buy it just because it's it's a it's probably going to be a bargain and he could sell it on. So Kasni's going to go over and say, "How much do you want for this then?" Oh, this one, this one, I'm willing to give to you for uh, seven gold. Seven. Hmm. And you can roll me your persuasion if you want to barter. I'm tempt. No, I will do. I'm only going to go for like I'm not going to like serious haggle. I'm going to be like, "How about six? <laughs> And I rolled not so well. Um, that's persuasion, isn't it? Twelve. Well, she says, mm, what about uh, six gold, five silver? How about that? Women in the middle. Um, Kasni looks like he's pondering for a bit. Yes, you know what? It's quite nice. Yeah, yes, why not? Um, and uh, he hands over the, was it six gold and five silver? Yes. Yeah, and you take the figurine and the... You're on your way. So I can actually find that as a piece of equipment, unlike all the other things I've looked for when I was trying to do my inventory. Right, is there anything else you want to do in the... I would give Kasni a very disapproving look. (laughs) Hey, well, you're going to have to get used to this, because this is what Kasni does. (laughs) Okay, so um, you leave the trinket shop, and the shopkeep uh, waves behind you and says, come back anytime, and you... You go out back into the town. Can someone roll me a d20? Cora hasn't rolled yet, I think. Okay, here we go. 15. Mm, okay. Yeah, cool. So, uh, that's where we're gonna end this episode today. Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast, and tell your friends about us. Now. Game! Game! Welcome to Seasons of Skyrend. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Nate. My name is Shannon. And my name is Chris. Ah, <sighs> Hachimachi, that's not how I thought we were starting things <laughs> Hey, we're always good for an unexpected decision. To draw your little distinction for you, <laughs> I do want you dead. If we survive this, we will try and find them. Oh god, this is so stupid. Well, everybody fails until they don't. Fair point. My favorite part of this fight is the looting kangaroo on the other side of the room. You are persistent. I like that about you. And I have to admit, you surprised me, which I like even more. Seasons of Skyrend is a custom D&D podcast with new chapters every week. Join us as we fight gods, governments, and disasters of our own making. Look for us wherever podcasts are found and on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast.
where the story will always continue.